I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dope Black Women. I'm Rashan, the co-founder of Dope Black Women, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about all things sisterhood. That's what it looks like, how you find one, how it shows up, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. So I recently turned 25 and on my 25th birthday, I was surrounded by what I would call my village. I had three days of having fun. I had my close friends and I had my closer friends and then I had a day filled with family and on the Sunday, which was when I was with my really close friends, I actually started crying at, at the mill because I just felt, I was filled with so much gratitude and I was so overwhelmed with the love that I have around me. And I also felt a sense of proudness that I was able to like maintain the friendships that I had. And I wrote like these love letters. I know it's your birthday, your friends only give you gifts, but I wanted them to understand why I'm, I wanted them to understand why, their, how their friendship contributes to who I am today. And how much I, how much it means to me. So I wrote them all letters, and they're all different. Like some might have been five um, sentences. Yeah. Some might have been two double side pages because it wasn't about like writing a letter for a show. It was like being authentic yeah. to how I felt in that moment. And I've been doing a lot of reflecting since then. And I've been thinking about how much like having a sisterhood really is an advantage into like maintaining men- overall mental health and like well-being and how much I've really needed it for the last year and probably didn't even realize how much it wasn't an, an influence and an advantage into getting through the last year so in doing in thinking about that and reflecting I thought you know what it'll be really nice for this episode of the podcast to be able to talk to someone who I would say is a, my digital sister because I feel <laughs> like we've obviously we've met on the Dope Black Women WhatsApp group you come to all of yep. our events and I always call you the MVP of the events because you always bring the <laughs> energy and the vibe. Thank you. And then just this week we saw that you met up with um, Daniela from the WhatsApp group. And I was just like, yep. was, this is why I just love Brenda because Brenda just really utilises the group. I met up with Ashley as well last the week before really? last. Yeah. So Yelevante and Ashley, I've met with her. When I saw the picture, it really warmed my heart because it was like, Doe Black Woman is currently from what, from my perspective, doing what it needs to do by encouraging different women from different parts Absolutely. of the, the UK or whatever they are to connect and like make new friendships. So I was like, you know what, let's have, let's have Brenda on. Let's have a chat with Brenda. Let's, let's have a chat. Let's see where this goes. sisterhood, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but something we always ask all of our guests when they come on, the first question always is, what makes you a dope black woman? 
Well, I, I know I've answered this before and hopefully none of the listeners will sort of go back and check to see if my answers match. I think it changes <laughs> uh, in time. But what makes me a dope black woman is just knowing my worth, um, not being uh, afraid of owning my blackness, whether that's my hair, whether that's my skin, whether that's my accent or how I celebrate or how I cry or how I grieve. Uh, how I parent so I do everything authentically from a place where I come from uh, which is black first and yeah that makes me dope I genuinely think you're like just one of the like my favorite people that I just think honestly I can't wait to meet you in real life because I just think you've got such an infectious energy you're such a lovely person you're really warm and you you know I'm not just saying that because we're recording because I've messaged you several yeah, times. Yeah, oh, I know. We speak all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I need the listeners to understand who you are, you know? Oh, thank you. Thank you. But obviously, we're going to be talking about sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And I guess some people might use the term sisterhood. They might say my tribe, my best friends, my girl gang, whatever they want to call yeah. it. But for the purpose of this call, we're going to say sisterhood. So for you then, how would you describe what the term sisterhood means to you? I've thought about this uh, since this afternoon uh, when my brain was wandering instead of doing work. And um, <laughs> sisterhood is a collection of people that I've got along the way. So some I was gifted by chance of birth. So they're my cousins uh, and I grew up with them. Some I collected because they were friends of friends and we resonated and we've really got a strong connection and that's developed over time. And some... Uh, through the dope black women for example i've got a, a, a collection of people i don't like the word collection but i think this will this explains what i mean so if there's a group of women at all age ranges you know we're talking grandmas and we're talking people that i you know like 25 I, there's a big age difference between you and i uh, but i feel connected in a way that i feel like they've got my back so a sisterhood to me is a group of people that I have that relate to each other in a certain way, but relate to me in a way that directly influences how I go about doing things. And I don't mean checking in with my friends or checking in with people I call sisters to say, oh, am I doing this right? But I know that if I do something and it's out of line or it's out of character, people will question mark and raise and check in and say, are you okay? Are you doing all right? You know, why did you do that? Why did you say that? Uh, and that's part of um, me finding my foundation and being a, being able to then confidently grow and do what I need to do, knowing that I've got buffers that will keep me under straight and narrow, but they'll also allow me to grow within myself and not really limit me. So for me, a sisterhood is uh, people that will see me ugly cry. They'll laugh hard <laughs> with me at the most in, inane memes. I remember one evening staying up like just three o'clock in the morning with a friend laughing. She was in her house. I was in my house in two different cities. And what we were laughing at is exchanging memes and videos and literally just wetting ourselves laughing, side splitting laughter till like three o'clock in the morning. Um, And I've got friends that will talk about, you know, what are you doing? What's your career doing? Why are you making those decisions? What's your rationale? Have you considered X? Have you considered Y? And there's, they'll lift me up. Like, I'll do the littlest thing and it will be so insignificant to me. But they'll come with like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. That's amazing. And just really gas me up to make me feel like a million bucks. So it's a very long-winded way of saying that uh, my sisterhood keeps me grounded, 
they keep me sane they keep me on the path that I want to be on uh, and keep me motivated to grow and keep me learning constantly um, on how to react um, how to conduct myself how to present myself in the best way possible that doesn't harm others and ultimately um, means that you know after I've left this planet people that knew me have a good view of who I think I am yeah I, I really like that because I think I was try- I asked you the question and I was like I hope she doesn't ask me back I don't know how I'd answer it myself <laughs> but I feel like I feel like you really did encapsulate what it means I think what you honed in on and particularly at the end of what you were saying was about support and about growth and I feel like that's really really important even to give you an example of something that happened literally moments ago I am someone that loves traveling I normally go on holiday like four times a year so it's obviously we've, we've 2020 luckily I had three holidays before the pandemic started amazing but then this year I haven't had any and now I'm getting to the point where I'm like I actually need to go on a holiday like I'm it's I've, time I've, I've, get the passport out do you know what I mean like I've I've marinated in this pandemic I've been here I've, I haven't complained guys we need to get on the plane yeah so I was talking to one of my friends and I was like oh I might go to Antigua in a few weeks with my family um because I need a break and she was like yeah 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 you need a break and then she goes but actually, Shan, like, you've just moved. Maybe you should say, like, basically, what we had a conversation where she was basically like, Let, let's just stay for a bit and book somewhere at the end of the year. Yeah. And I thought to myself, it would have been a lot, it, it would have been a lot easier for her to have been like, go for go it. Enjoy yourself. Go on a holiday. Live your best life. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But she actually acknowledged that actually, maybe right now, it's not what you should be prioritizing. And in situations like that, that like, even though it's really small and it was like a 30 second conversation, mm-hmm. It really does show me how much, like, she's thinking of, like, my... The big picture. She's thinking of my benefits. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And it, and it goes back to when you were talking about, a minute ago, about, like, different types of friends. You might have some friends that will talk to you about your career, some friends that you will stay up all night, all night, um, like, at night, yeah. like, laughing at me. Yeah. And I think it's so important to get that balance Absolutely. as well. And just to go back to what you've just shared and having somebody who will know what your goals are and well, like I said, somebody who keeps you on the buffet. So you could have easily gone, I'm going to Antigua, I'm booking the ticket. And she goes, yeah, 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 go ahead. And then after you book it, you're like, I've got a whole heap of things now that I'm going to have to deal with because I'm going to Antigua. But your friend knows you well enough to say that actually that stuff that you would have to deal with is the stuff that we would have to talk about. And I know that would cause you stress. So why don't we push it back a little bit? Why don't we prepare for this? And I've got a friend, anybody who knows me is I love driving and I used to have a really nice car and I miss it so much. Uh, And now I'm uh, on a mission to, to get onto the property ladder. So saving is hard and I've changed cars. Let me just say this car drives very slowly and I can't take off of the lights (laughs) and I try to keep shades on so nobody sees it's me and uh, and so on and so forth it's a very sore subject I could very easily and I was very very tempted several times to buy a what I'd considered a better car than what I'm currently driving but she very quickly said look this is a short term buy your house then you can go shopping but yeah. whilst I've been telling myself this thing like a mantra, like it's only for a year, it's only for a year, it's only for a year, it's only for a year. Just hearing it back, like, look, we know what the plan is. Just chill. That was, it calmed my anxieties down. It made me accept mm-hmm. my lovely little car that ferries me around with a little bit more dignity. And it was like, she was like, look, you're doing exactly what you need to be doing. You're on the right track. 
and having those friendships that it's, it wasn't a big conversation it wasn't a big deal it wasn't it wasn't like ooh, like flinch what 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 what's going on it was just like hang on we've we, you we've talked through this so we understand what we're trying to yeah, achieve like you be, your priorities are this you told me this so let's focus yeah on that let's focus this. on that you yeah. know it'll come it's not a no but you know you've got this and just knowing that somebody's got got me and won't allow my impulses that are harmful to my own plans is incredible yeah. Yeah. i still want a nice car though i sold my car in november last year for the same reason and it's the same friend that i went to and i was like hmm I want an Audi Q2, <gasps> but an Audi Q2 is four hundred something pounds a month. For, like for the spec that I want, it's four hundred something yeah. pounds a month. Do I have four hundred pounds and something a month money to be spending on the car, which is just the car? It's not the insurance. Yeah, it's not, it's the, not the running. It's, it's not, not the if something goes wrong. It's not the little things I might, I might want inside the little snacks to keep it. Yep, you know yep, what I mean? Yep. And she was just like, Shan, it's gonna be hot. You live near a station. Like ride it out. You're fine. Yeah. And at the end of the year, you can get it. And it's like, sometimes I go to her and I'm, I start typing about the car and then I'm like, I don't know what she's going to say. And <laughs> just I go back. forget it. And it just helps me to, it helps me to stay on track to, of my goals. Exactly. And that's why going back to when I was saying that I felt really emotional at my birthday, mm-hmm. is that is why, because it's like, when I hit certain milestones, I don't think my friends realise how much of me that they're hitting it with me and vice yeah. versa. If I was to get a car, like I'm obviously going to feel proud and happy mm-hmm. when I eventually get the Audi Q2 that I want. Yes. And it's like, she might be like, oh my gosh, your car's really nice. Not forgetting that actually you helped me to get to this point because mm-hmm. you allowed me to stay grounded. Exactly. And that's, that's what I was really reflecting on, which is why I wanted to have yeah. this conversation. When did you become conscious of the fact that you had a sisterhood? So it's happened to me twice. Without, without going into too far, I, I lost my mum when I was 21. And um, mm-hmm. I lost my dad when I was 13. But losing my mum was like a big life-changing thing. And I, I inherited a whole lot of responsibilities. Um, you know, trying to finish uni and all, all kinds of stuff. You know, you're, when you're 21 years old, you don't want to be dealing with house. And it, it was not it was not great. And while we're here, guys, if you've got kids, get your life insurance sorted because it robs your children of their future. I promise you that. Anyway, back to the program. Um, so I had to deal with a lot at that yeah. time. And I went from being a 21-year-old university student to somebody who had responsibilities for children with with um sort of relations that were here that were under my mum's care that had special additional requirements additional needs um i was having to deal with social services i was having to deal with schools i was ha- you know I, I i had a lot on my plate and in that time my i'm gonna say cousins but they're more like cousin friends I call them cousin sister friends they really came through in a way that just made me feel like I am so lucky I've got these guys you know Uh, whether it's me just feeling very sorry for myself whether it's like look guys I'm just broke I can't I can't go out I can't go to the movies I can't and it wasn't a case that they'll say okay come we'll pay for you they'll be like all right we'll change plans why don't we come over and we'll bring food stuff like that made such a massive difference or like if my mum's birthday was coming up they would sort of work around so that I wasn't on my own. And it, just little things in those first few years, up until the point where I was getting married, I was having a baby. And so we did a lot of stuff together, but I was always super grateful that, you know, we're all similar ages, 20, 21, 22. They stepped up in a big way that mm-hmm. was very effortless. Um, fast forward a little bit. Uh, my marriage ended. Um, I became a co-parent overnight my situation changed very very drastically and 
I realized that I'd lost that connection, which is related to why my marriage ended. That there was a, there's a little bit of disconnect. And I ended up finding myself in a, in a, in, in a, in a, in a, in a flat with my two kids going, what, how am I going to reconnect? So much time has mm-hmm. passed. Um, but I think in always trying to be myself and bring, not making excuses for myself, very quickly I started to rebuild those relationships. I started to explain what was going on, how I was feeling, how it was impacting me. And naturally, those girls came back and I was in a different space because my children were a little bit older. Uh, I was in a different city. So I made new friends. And those, those first few months and years, I'd say, with those new friendships were sort of, well, I'm sharing my story, not because I'm expecting you to do something about it. And people would just come through. You know, you'd say, oh, you know what? I'm feeling really down. There's, I've got to do co-parenting stuff and it's stressing me out. Or I'm trying to achieve X. This thing's in the way and without going into too much detail. And they'd come through us like, right, no, that's not how we're responding to that. You know, I'd sort of say, I'm going to go. So I, I want my kids here. This is ridiculous. I, the, the, the impulsive thing to do in a situation where you've got an ex, where the kids are involved, emotions are high. The impulsive mm-hmm. thing to do is to, to go for the jugular and go, right, I'm going to mess this person up. I'm got, and then they'll be like, no, you're, you're a good mom. The first thing you want to do is be there for your parents. And nobody said it was going to be easy. Calm down. Just hang up the phone, turn it off, do not react, do not send this. And after a while, you start to respect what they're saying because they're telling yeah. you what the big picture is. So I've experienced sisterhood twice in a way that's yeah. sort of been very profound. It makes me step back. And lucky for me is that I've got overlap. So some of the same people that were super close to me back in the day are still super close to me now. And I've got new people in new new circles. And I've got new passions mm-hmm. now. And I'm, I'm into different things than I was when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And different things are important to me. So, yeah. So more recently, I would say dope black women dope black mums there's a sisterhood that i've discovered in the pandemic period that i didn't realize i needed um Mm -hmm. prior to that i'd say probably when i first became um my when my marriage ended and i I was on my own again and before that i'd say when i was so it's sort of been major events have really if i think about it now so it's losing my mom uh, my marriage breaking down and the pandemic have been sort of three biggest things in, in my life where they've been life changing. And that's where I've actually really appreciated and really valued. I mean, I always value them, but I've, it's really made me reflect like, wow, I am so lucky. How how did I get so lucky to have such incredible people around me? And they're all they're all talented in their own ways. They're all incredible people. I mean, I'm just like, oh, I can't believe I know this person. If I was to tell you about them, I'm like, well... You should hear about this girl. She does X and she does Y and she's got this and she's got that. And then I'm like, but this one's also just equally as amazing. And I I just I just love them so much. And I'm always humbled that um, people make time for me in their circles and in their life to to really understand who I am. And I always feel like I've I've played the lottery and I've won and I'm going to get found out like, hang on a minute. You've got it too good. We're going to take one or two of these people away. (laughs) And and and. um, uh, and you need to, you, you've had your fair share now, but I, I must say that people often say, 
I'll say this is a very general statement. I think the statement is changing and the, the landscape is changing on how people approach this. But people that have had my back have always been black girls. Um, yeah. Not to say I haven't had friends who are not black. I have. But there's a, certain, a different kind of understanding that I've had and a different kind of support that I've had. Uh, and, and almost people who have given up on me have almost always not been black. And the people really? that have not given up on me have been black. So they've stayed. And this is not to say I've had friendships that have been and gone. I am very quick to cut people out if I feel that <laughs> this relationship is not... I'm not bringing myself my whole self to the relationship and I'm not adding value. Yeah. I'll leave the door ajar, but I will walk away. So this is not to say there aren't any people out there that will ring up the show or tweet or say, oh my God, she's not all. No, no, I will not. I will not sit here and say I haven't. But I've had really close friendships um, where it just sort of mutually dissolved. And, and if I think back, I don't know whether that's something to do with me not wanting to reach out and going, I've given up, I can't be bothered. Or, But thinking about it, the girls that have been there for me, and I don't know whether it's a cultural thing, whether it's they've been black. Mm. And not necessarily all from Malawi, where I'm from. They're from, yeah. from different cultures and different places in, in the world. Um, I, think, I think that's quite an interesting point, actually, because I think when I use the term sisterhood, I think it's... And this could just be me, but I feel like there's an assumption that I'm talking about black women. Mm -hmm. And I think for myself, if I think about who my sisterhood is, who my tribe are, they're not all black women. The majority are, but they're not all black women. The thing that I guess holds us together in our individual relationships, I guess are things like race, but then also maybe things like class and also things maybe like, like morals. But I guess when you're black, those things are probably more than likely all going to be closer together. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I completely get that. Yeah. I hate to bring this up, but I think that Black Lives Matter has made a big difference. And I think people who are not Black's response to Black Lives Matter has made me question the friendships. The friendships. Yeah. And I, I'm exhausted. I'm not, I'm not prepared to explain. And I think yeah. mm-hmm. part of that is it's just traumatic. It's been really, really traumatic. And yeah. um, so I'm going to say that that's played a part. Uh, and that's not just towards women, that's towards men, ex-colleagues, uh, people that I used I work with, or people that I used to work with, people that I've known, just like seeing what people post. Uh, thankfully, I'm not on Facebook, so I've not hated too many people. <laughs> but, you know, uh, just just little things and just seeing what's important to, to people and how it's affected them or what their response has been like has made me think, I don't know. You know, this is something that's pretty big going on. You've not reached out to see how I'm doing. And yeah, um, and I think, but I do think that's really telling though. And I think equally, I trust that if there was something else, maybe we're not, we're not relating to race. But for example, if, it, if right now you was to have a divorce or right now you was to lose a family member and your black friend or any of your close friends didn't reach out, it would be the same energy you'd have towards them. Oh, for, it, really? for sure. Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not 100%. necessarily to say I'm, pres- I'm saving this uh this feeling towards people that are not black purely because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a black lives matter thing this is just an example so if i um it, it, something happened my, my kids have just had birthdays yeah they, their birthdays yeah. are like seven weeks apart and people that i consider really close 
um, they didn't call to say happy birthday. They didn't wish them. my kids really love them to bits. And you know, the, the birthdays came and went. And the tradition is people normally call. And we make a big fuss of birthdays mm-hmm. in our house. And it sort of made me think, well, hang on a minute. You can't all be busy not calling the kids. And my, my energy is a bit <laughs> like, come on, this is important. You know, this thing is important. The kids are important and so on and so forth. Uh, but I'm in a sisterhood, right? So I've gone and complained about this to one of my other friends. And she's gone, there's a lot going on. You know, give people a pass. Mm-hmm. It's a birthday. Just pick up the phone and say, did you know it was Nossa's birthday? Did you know, you know, like flag it up they could have just been busy and they could have just forgotten about it just don't be overly sensitive but the point i'm making is that that energy is there and i don't necessarily think i've spoken to anybody and say well i haven't spoken to this girl who is not black and to say well Mm -hmm. why haven't you talked about black lives matter you've not checked in on me to see how i'm doing because i think to the to my mind i think that that's a very difficult conversation to have yeah. with somebody yeah um and yeah. i think that sometimes people are oblivious you know to to what's going on people are busy so i think i wouldn't want to scratch that pick that scab so i've let things slide so i've got to be yeah. accountable for my actions in maintaining those friendships as well yeah so it's about accountability though isn't it mm. and i think what's nice is that your friend was able to say something to you which was reasonable and you was able to look at it on both halves, both like both sides and be like, you know what? I do have a right to be upset about this, but I also do acknowledge that considering that we're in a, pan- we're in a pandemic and people generally day to day, even outside of COVID have their own things going mm-hmm. on. It might, it might not have been a priority, but actually outside of the situation, you guys have all shown me in so many different ways that you do have my back and you do support me. Exactly. So there's not, any, there's not, there's no point in making a fire. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, just not, it's just not really worth it yeah it? so the instinctive thing like i said is to to fight back and to say oh you've wronged me and m- make it all about yeah. me uh, i still haven't made the call to say by the way you missed your nieces and your nephews and and your <laughs> you know your favorite kids you know you've missed their birthdays um but equally i've got um friends that live far far away they they're they're white uh and they're they're clued up they're they're on it on the black lives matter for example or my kids birthdays and Mm -hmm. you know i trust them with 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 my life so it's this Mm -hmm. is not to say that i haven't got any really close white friends that i'd consider as in a sisterhood like i said there's different people do different things in life but collectively yeah so it's an interesting it's an interesting setup i think the older i get the more black sisterhood friends i have um mm. but equally i've always been open to to having friends from all over the world and when we look at friendship groups what what friend do you think you are you know how people will be like that's a funny friend that's a supportive friend that's a sensitive oh. one what friend do you think you are oh that's a really good question um i think it depends on who it is some friends i'm mm-hmm. the voice of reason mm-hmm. and i'll i will ask the difficult questions and I'll be like, why are you doing that? And, you know, really hold them accountable. Some friends, I'm just fun. I'm just, let's do something hilarious. Let's do something fun. Let's, let's just go out. Let's just eat and laugh for hours and hours. And some friends, um, I'm super sensitive and I'll just listen and I, I, I can't offer any advice, but I'll just be the one who's really good at listening, really keep good at keeping track, checking in, remembering little things like, Oh, 
Sean mentioned something about this. This might be of interest, and if I see, I'll ping it across. Uh, yeah. But I think the underlying or the the thread that I'd like to think is I'm the one who loves to encourage people. Um, you've seen mm-hmm. me post this in our Dope Black Women chat, where it's your win is my win. I absolutely love it when my friends are winning, or even if strangers share their news and they're winning. I absolutely love it when people win. So. Mm-hmm. I like to think that I'm very encouraging in all situations, but I'm not the kind that will sugarcoat things. So I'll I'll tell you as I see it and give you the advice that I would take. Um, And I I remember saying to a friend once, uh, saying that the advice I'm giving you is the same advice I'd give to my sister. So it's not me coming at you for with an agenda or anything because I was giving her advice that was really difficult to do with the relationship and I was saying look Mm -hmm. if my sister came to me and she had the same situation I would give her exactly the same advice this is not because you're you're not blood or whatever It, it was a tough time trying to get that message across but yeah I think ultimately I'm encouraging I think I like to think I'm somebody who listens with a little bit of fun thrown in and we mentioned accountability a moment ago. What? How do you think you can improve? What do you think something that, when it comes to what you bring to a friendship, is something that you can improve on? Oh, there's nothing. Of course, there's nothing. I'm amazing. Everybody loves me. <laughs> I think. I think. I think there's always room for improvement. Always. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think the minute you start thinking I've got it locked, then, then you've you've failed. You you've you've missed the mark altogether. I yeah. think that that's a conversation that's a two-way conversation. And I think that uh, I had a conversation with a friend recently and I was like, how can I support you better? You know, I, yeah. I, and how can, how can I be a better friend to you? Uh, and I think that's something that is dependent on who, you're, who I'm referring to. Some people would say to me, just don't talk so much. Just, <laughs> just listen, <laughs> take a chill pill. Uh, and actually, Brent, I don't need your advice. Uh, that's not why I was calling you because I might be thinking this is the right thing in that situation. So I guess being sensitive and reflecting and sometimes just taking a step back um, more often um, and thinking about what I'm doing and what I'm saying would be helpful. Um, And also I'm very, um, I've noticed this a lot, particularly maybe in the last year uh, since the pandemic, maybe a little bit before then where I, I observe people's um, interactions with me, like, oh, we were speaking every week and now it's every two weeks and every four weeks or, you know, there's been a long time or the left type of conversations we're having have changed. So I try and keep track, not like writing notes down, but just mentally sort of checking in and seeing what could be causing that. Have I done something mm-hmm. to upset them? Have I done something that might have cause them to not want to maintain that level of communication. So the level of communication, the type of communications are really important. Or if I see myself being the one who's pulling away and then I have to think, well, what have I done? What could be, what's upsetting me? So uh, there's a situation that I'm going through right now. And I've, I've, it's sort of been brought up to me, like you seem really distant and I knew I was being really distant, but when it came to the fore, and now I have to make a decision like, actually, I do know what's bothering me. And if I'm going to be a good friend, I need to make sure that I've got time to talk this through. Um, but that's difficult. And a part yeah. of me wants to just let it 
fade away, ghost somebody, uh, and I absolutely hate ghosting. It's it's not nice, not nice to be on the receiving end, and I think we should do better and not making people feel ghosted. So that's something that I'm going to yeah. have to make time for. I'm in a similar situation like that, actually, at the moment. And I think it's just hard because it's such an important decision, isn't it? And it's something that depends on who's on the receiving end, you may not be able to come back from. Exactly. And also, I think we have to acknowledge that sometimes we feel, like, as women, well, I can only talk for myself, but I know for myself, I'm quite hormonal. So I might feel like this today, and then next week... I it was like, like what was week, that? The issue was, it was like, that was nothing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, sometimes, sometimes I need to take that step mm-hmm. back, and I need to, like, not ghost, but just not interact as much, so I can try and rationalise with my own thoughts and understand is how I'm thinking or feeling how I'm actually thinking or feeling. And what I, something that I found really useful was talking to someone that has no... That, that I'm close to enough to be honest mm-hmm. with me, but doesn't know that... They, were like, they won't have a bias when I go to them for advice. Sure. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because I think sometimes people can fall short to giving a bias because they care for you or love you, but that's not actually beneficial. And I went to someone and I said, this is my situation. And what was interesting is because they had no idea who I was talking about. And the questions they asked me back to make me think about mm-hmm. the friendship made me realise that this is actually a friendship that I've outgrown. Yeah. And this is actually, it's actually a friendship that doesn't serve me. But because I'm so close to this person, because I've, it's, it's like I've got a toxic attachment to this friendship because I don't want to lose all the memories that we have. But I'm trying to rationalise with myself that I won't be losing the memories. I'm just, this is, it's just come to a natural end. Yeah. Like nothing's happened. And, and I think that's the important thing because when you when you have a, 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 and I'm sure everybody's experienced when you have a friendship and you've built memories and you've done lots of things with somebody, the fear of losing all of that or it's not necessarily losing because that's happened, right? You've experienced that. That's in the bank. The fear mm-hmm. of perhaps never experiencing it again, if you make that move. And that that friendship becomes something else, as as in you're not necessarily as close or you've outgrown that relationship. That's the bit that I think wants me to keep the door ajar, but not address the fact that the relationship has changed. So it's similar to what yeah. you're des- what you what you're describing. Uh, for me, it's it's where I feel that I worry about the reaction, but I also know that the friendship is not a true friendship. So I've found out stuff that not, that's not necessarily as it's been, as it's been presented. Uh, and I don't know about you, but being lied to makes me feel really small and I really hate it because I think it's insulting yeah. to my intelligence, especially mm-hmm. when it's over absolute BS. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. you yeah. clearly do not know me as well or you don't rate me as well as a friend. However, I, I value some of the, the interactions that we have but if we go mm-hmm. back to what we said at the beginning of the of the of the conversation is that authenticity counts. It counts for a lot. I don't think anything will grow to something significant if you don't have that authenticity. I don't care if it's your business, I don't care if it's your career, I don't care if it's your personal growth. You've got to be true to yourself. Otherwise at some point one of the bricks will come undone because it doesn't belong there and the whole thing will come crashing down. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's difficult trying to maneuver in those spaces, but yeah, I think I'm getting to an age now where I'm confident in myself that I can own things. And if I get things yeah. wrong, I'm not too big to go back and say, you know what? I was wrong. And I'm really sorry. Yeah. Where's that humble pie? Let's eat it. Let's down it with some mm-hmm. Pinot Grigio and move on, <laughs> you know? Um, but equally it's, it's gotta be a friendship that works for both parties 
because mm-hmm. if I just if you and I are friends and all I do is take 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 you'll you'll soon get bored of me and it, I'm not replenishing that friendship uh if there's a problem and that we can't discuss it or you feel like I'm scared of breaching broaching this subject with Ren because I don't know how she's going to react so I'm just going to keep a lid on it that equally is not helpful so I try to make sure that my friendships are ones that I can address those issues have a blowout if we have to and then move and I also out think move that's on. a telltale sign as well I think if you're not able to have the and obviously it depends on where you are in your journey of the friendship mm-hmm. with that person because if it's a new one then obviously just it makes sense why you might be apprehensive yeah. to go I you've mean, not done that before. but I think if you've known someone for a very long time you might have had conflict with them before and you're still unable to just easily approach them to tell them you know, when you done this, it upset me and made me feel like that without fearing that you're not going to be understood or you're going to be gaslighted. I think that's when it's like, hey, maybe this isn't a friendship for me exactly. anymore. And I think that that's what my thought process was recently. I realised that I'm a really, really forgiven person, mm-hmm. like extremely forgiven. And I think that um, a recent romantic relationship made me realise how forgiven I am and how important it is for me to be forgiven back mm-hmm. in relationships. And I thought if I apply that same na- notion to my friendship, my my friendships where do I stand and I realized that with this particular person that I'm talking about I realized that something that happened years ago I haven't been forgiven for and whilst it doesn't it doesn't like um have a direct influence or effect on our relationship day to day (laughs) the fact that I'm still being held accountable to the mistake that was years ago is actually a problem for me because it makes me feel like I can't actually be who I am today and I can't I can't flourish in the in the growth that I have put in, in the work that mm-hmm. I have put in. I also appreciate and value that people heal and forgive in their own times. And it's not up to me to tell you, oh, I've gotten over this, so you now should be over exactly. that. Yeah, let me ask you this. So let's fast forward six months from now. You've had a conversation and you've decided to part ways. So you can't agree. There, there, there's no way of meeting in the middle. Mm-hmm. What do you see as being different in your day-to-day, six months down the line? Well, realistically, nothing. <laughs> I feel like I've just done a lot of inner work and I realise that what they offer me, mm-hmm. I actually can't offer myself, but I just don't like to. Yeah. So, like, you know, sometimes you might, you might a situation might occur and you know what the decision is you should take, mm-hmm. but you might go to your friend because you trust their judgment and know that whatever they tell you is probably going to be the right thing. Yeah. This person's views are is is like that, but they they generally typically align with my own anyway. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I need to trust in myself, and I'll and I'll be fine. Yeah. And ultimately, because I've got a wider sisterhood that I've all been carefully selected for a reason, I know I'm going to be good either way. And I think it would just it would just for me, I think it would take a, a huge weight off my shoulders because I don't I didn't realize how much that that one unforgiveness thing subconsciously Affects. is affecting me and how I view myself yeah so that that was actually you've brought it around quite nicely because the reason I was asking you about what you would be what would be different in six months time is you said nothing but actually there would be a big difference because that loop will be closed because that's a loop that's playing again and again and again in your mind mm-hmm. and taking up space in your mind that this this is there this is not giving you peace of mind you don't have total peace of mind because you're either in or out you at the moment you're on the fence so i i think you both you and i are big mental health uh proponents we we want to talk about well-being like not just mm-hmm. go to a spa and you know have a have a massage but you know really decluttering life with stuff that bogs you down and being mindful of 
what you have in your life that allows you to be yourself because everybody knows life is so busy there's so much stuff going that will get you down so if we can curate our spaces so that we are well part of that is actually just offloading people i know it doesn't sound very nice but Mm -hmm. some relationships need to be offloaded not because those people are bad people or sometimes they are and they just need to go they're just they're they're, they're not nice people and that's that and that's the and sometimes i'm the person who's not the nice person in a relationship and i think it's important i saw a quote the other day a lot of the other day a few years ago and it said you have to accept that sometimes you're going to be the villain in someone else's story, even if you didn't, even if you don't think you did anything wrong. Yeah. And I read that and I said, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes <laughs> I could be the villain and somebody's narrative about how that relationship panned out would be, Oh, she wasn't very nice. And she did, who, who, this, you know, so I accept that. That being said, at the end of the day, I need to be able to say, right, I've got a thing happening and I'm going to call people that I'm at peace with who I have front and centre and not thinking, well, this person should be in, but I can't really have them in because I don't want that because that's that I don't have time or resources to deal with that because <laughs> I know if I try to, it messes me up, it messes my mood, that affects the time that I have with my children and time nobody can give me back. It affects time that yeah. I have in front of my work and I'm trying to achieve big things and I can't achieve big things if I'm allowing small things that can be dealt with and parked and left to the side to eat into that space. I can't yeah. be a good friend to other people if I start having these loops in the back of my mind that, you know, friends can do this to you or this person. And it starts to feed into other friendships that you have because you start to view friendships with a new um, filter, like if this person yeah. can be doing this to me and it's happening constantly and you've not put a break on it, that's a loop that feeds into how, so somebody else will do something minor and your immediate reaction is, oh, it's happening again. And then you're, you're, you, you follow up the same loop. So breaking those loops is really, really important. However, somebody really, really wise said to me, always leave the door ajar. And that's really, really difficult because who I am today is not necessarily who I'm going to be in five years time or in 10 years time. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to think that I, we grow at different paces and that let's say I've been outgrown and somebody has moved on and I'm the friend who needs to be left behind. If mm-hmm. they shut that door permanently and I grow and meet them where they are, let's say we're parallel lives and we meet each other mm-hmm. And I don't know, we're in New York somewhere and I see them like, oh my God, how are you? And we rekindle. If that door has been shut firmly, I will walk past and I will lose out on a lifetime, one year, three years of an amazing connection that I would have had with somebody that I've had an amazing connection with before. And leaving the door ajar means that bumping into them at the airport, you can have that conversation without any anxiety. And you might have both grown whatever was a big issue in life at that time that made that friendship not viable is no longer an issue. I know for a fact that things that were bothering me seven years ago don't bother me now. And some things Mm -hmm. that bother me today, seven years ago, they were like nothing. They were small fry. Like, why why is this such an issue? So somebody Mm -hmm. said to me, always leave the door ajar. And that's really difficult, particularly when I feel I've been wronged. Um, 
where I feel, and this is normally where I feel I've been super supportive. I've given and I've given and I've given. And all I want to say to them is go away and never come back. Uh, and on one occasion I'll, 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 um, I'll share is where I've firmly shut the door and uh, and my departure was not gracious. It was not nice. Um, and I gave everybody, I gave the person every reason to tell a story that would be very accurate to say, I wasn't very nice. I wasn't very gracious. I wasn't very respectful, but because that door is shut, I don't think there'll ever be a way in, uh, five years hence, um, if we bumped into each other, what would happen? What would be the kind of interaction that we have? And I think I could have dealt with that better in in yeah. a sense that... And it impacts other people because now uh, what happens is if there's things that we have mutual friends in, somebody has to make a decision as to who's coming and who's not coming. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's... that's messy. And I'm not proud of that. And I, I'm, that was a lesson learnt to three years ago, two years ago, to say that yeah. there's a better way of handling, which is why I'm really sensitive about this friendship that I've mentioned now, where I'm like, yeah. I need to deal with it, but I need to deal with it in a way that allows everybody to go away and just simmer and and, and, and bring it to the table to say, I want this friendship to work, but these are the things that I'm finding difficult to deal with. I'm sure you've got your yeah. reasons why these things are happening, but this is how I'm feeling. Uh, but if we circle back to the whole sisterhood thing, what's been really, really nice is having friends that I can talk to about how I'm feeling and then being able mm-hmm. to hold a mirror up to me to say, yeah, Bren, you are not the nice guy, but and not make excuses for me, but equally to yeah. say, you're a human being, you know, let it go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 let it go. If for whatever reason you, you find a way back, great if not that's it that's just how this cookie has crumbled so just just move on so that's been really good in terms of allowing me to learn my lesson and move forward without carrying too much baggage at the time I felt I was fully justified I can tell you (laughs) I do really like that though because I remember one time I was talking to a friend and I said to her but I found out why xyz um is, is, is talking to me like it's just ridiculous. The, her reasons don't even make sense. And I read through the, ch- the mm-hmm. chat and um, this is a friend who's really honest with me and will tell me when I'm going wrong. Mm-hmm. And she goes, to be honest, I don't understand what her problem is. She goes, however, something she did say in that message was that she didn't like your attitude on one of those days. Yeah. And she goes, and Shan, you do know that sometimes your attitude isn't the most pleasant. So even if you know that the reason why you're now currently not speaking may actually not have a, a valid reason. Yeah. It, mean, it really just made me be like, it's actually true. Every situation I'm in, any relationship that ends or starts, it, you always have an opportunity to reflect on what you can do to do better. And I feel like even if you've got a friendship but you've never argued with them, yeah. nothing ever goes wrong, there's always something you can do better. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know the answer until you ask them. And sometimes they may even say to you, oh, I don't know, because they never even considered it. Everything's great. Them. Yeah, everything's great. Do you hear what I yeah. mean? But actually when... Like, for example, on my birthday, one of my friends that I said, I wrote in the card, I literally, all I said is, I love you to bits, but I want to see you more. You spend so much time with your other friends. And when I need you, you're always there. That's, that's something I can't question or challenge. But when it comes to, like, making memories of you as my friend, I miss that. I want us to go back to that. Yeah. And because we was a friend at uni, I think we took that for granted because we lived together. So it was really easy to, to do stuff, do things like that. But actually, I realised how important it is. But I think, coming to a close now with this conversation, which I've really enjoyed, actually. Yeah, me too. 
Um, where, where, what advice do you have for people when it comes to, to making friends? My advice or what I've found works for me is just being myself. I'm not afraid of embarrassing myself. Um, I might be a bit of an oversharer, so that helps. Um, but I think people connect better with, with you when you share yourself and it's not a calculated thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, Shan, one of my funniest stories I've ever shared is something to do with oranges and stuff. But you'd be amazed mm-hmm. how many people sort of send me gifts of oranges just because of that. They're like, oh, I saw this and I thought of you. Um, but mm-hmm. that opens up a an avenue for deeper connections or yeah. more meaningful connections. I would say if you're going to make friends, be open. There's a chance it won't pan out and it will just be somebody you know, and that's fine. Uh, but remembering what's important to other people and being genuine in their interests, I find is amazing um i do this for work as well i work in sales building relationships and getting people to part with their money for excellent services and products of course but in friendships (laughs) uh, i'll use the same same notion i don't don't sort of use sales techniques on people but it is essentially about building relationships and you've got to relate to each other whether it's on what books you like whether it's where you like to travel whether it's you know i don't know funny stories uh whether it's a big event like black lives matter that's affecting you i think loads of people opened up and shared and i felt connected to them because that was an event that we were all going through at the same time um you mentioned that i met met with um ash i mentioned i met with ashley and i met with daniela in like the last couple of weeks and literally we met in a whatsapp group and typically there are people who daniela was somebody who will share and she she always shares her stories and what's going on and her business and her passions and i was sort of question something or ask her something like what's this and then oh should we do this and then we found out we had similar things that would we had anxieties about like oh I'm not really big on networking but I'm, I'm pushing myself to network a little bit more and we we're like oh but you're, I was like you always seem so confident but then we found out we were actually similar and we'll share things like something her daughter does or something my kids have said and meeting her for the first time was just a continuation of that so it didn't feel like she's from the internet and now she's in real life it was literally a very natural thing similarly with ashley she shared her gallivant uh youtube and i was like oh my gosh i've just watched it um you're in the same city as me can we meet up and that was like she might think you're a creep (laughs) she's like some girl from some whatsapp group has seen my youtube video and now she wants to meet up and she was open and i was like I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not a creep, but I just really wanted to meet somebody that we share similar things. And I think you're pretty cool and you're pretty dope. Can we meet up? And actually we get on, we get on really, really well. And I think on that note then about community groups, I probably shout out, obviously dope black women, because this is the platform. Um, We've got a WhatsApp group. There's dope black moms, dope black dads, dope black queers, dope black disabled, dope black men. And then outside of the dope black family, I'd probably shout out um, black girls camping trip, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm a part of. (gasps) black girls hike i think it's called black girls do run Mm -hmm. and then there's another one called black adventurers and there's loads of other groups i think that a lot of people can connect with we share them on our page a lot um yeah i just think groups are a really good way and i think they're less they're less daunting than like going to a like going to a church and meeting someone at church where like they may already have their friendship exactly it's a bit weird to go and approach them or like 
go into a workshop or a course and these are other these, these all are obviously places where you can mm-hmm. meet people I think having like dope black women and looking at the way that we all engage with each other has really shown me that it's, it's such a great way yeah. to make friends as well and if you can I mean add me to the camping I'm a I'm a happy camper I love camping so I need to <laughs> I need to get some of that um some of that uh community love or camping love mm-hmm. I've met loads of people in the gym actually I've been in the gym and I've met someone and said oh yeah outfit's nice Oh, what days do you come? Every Thursday. I've noticed you every Thursday. Do you want to come next birthday together? And we work out and we train. And then they become right. my friend. Like, I've had yeah. that. And not like, not like long-term friends. It's, it's more so been when, I, when I've lived in a different city outside of my hometown. Mm-hmm. But I think that you don't realise, I guess, how much you need people like that in those situations. And they, they feel, they feel, they have a purpose in, in that, that time, in that life. space. And then you leave. And it's not an end. It's not a weird end. Yeah. You just move into a different exactly. place. And you know that you was ultimately just gym friends exactly. or just walk to work friends or whatever i have one more tip if when i tell people i'm shy they don't believe me but inner brand is very very shy and i've had to work Mm -hmm. really really hard at overcoming the shyness so if you are shy uh, and you you fear making that first move i'll just say start with a hello how are you and leave it at that um and then have a follow-up question ready because like Shan just said, your outfit's nice. It's such a nice opener because that's a really nice compliment. It's genuine. You wouldn't say that if you didn't think the outfit was nice. And most people will react positively to that. So if you're shy, just have a couple of things, practice them in the mirror and go for it because you'll amaze. people are often a lot nicer than we think they are. Yeah, I think that's good because also with the outfit one, what normally happens is they say, oh, thank you. I got it from jd or i got it from primark and you're like oh my gosh primark they sell stuff like that i love it there i've never seen yeah. that and they're like yeah i got it like last summer and by the by the time you you've exchanged three or four things for five minutes yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> so i've really enjoyed this talk i think we've explored the good side of friendships what sisterhood looks like the kind of friends we can be to other people mm-hmm. and also really i think we've both been open up where we've got shortcomings and where we've actually failed in being a supportive sisterhood and i think that's important that yeah. we don't ever paint friendships as perfect things because that that's not true yeah. we, we we all have yeah. faults and and owning them is part of how we realize we've got room to grow still so i've really really enjoyed yeah. this actually thank you i have as well and for anyone listening if you want to join the whatsapp group you can by clicking on the link tree in our instagram which is at dope black woman one and you can also connect with us on facebook and twitter at Dope Black Women.